Hi everyone, I'm Susan Birch and welcome to the Health Detective podcast. Today I'm discussing the new diabetes drugs and alternative solutions to these. Today's podcast is called Profits versus Health, a closer look at the newest diabetes drugs. Over the last little while, I have been wondering why there's been some, a sudden increase in doctors prescribing these drugs. And then I realised that since they've been made available in New Zealand, the drug company Novo Nordstick has had a full-blown marketing campaign disguised as education for our GPs. And alongside this, they've been running an extensive social media campaign aimed at the public. The title of this campaign is The Discovery of Insulin. And this is where they paint themselves as heroes of the insulin story. But in reality, the only thing these drug companies care about is their profits, and they're making plenty of those. The true hero of the insulin story is Nobel Prize winner Sir Frederick Banting, who discovered insulin in 1921. He refused to put his name to insulin and sold the patent to the University of Toronto for $1. And this result would be accessible to everyone who needed it. He said, insulin does not belong to me. It belongs to the world. Unfortunately, over the last 100 years, we've seen an exercise in greed by the drug companies. Since then, they've patented insulin and then they make continue adjustments to these patents so they can extend their, price, their pricing and have a justification for increasing this. Insulin is an essential drug for millions of people who have type 1 diabetes. And in many countries around the world, people can't afford to take this, leading to dire health consequences. And this is a real tragedy when Sir Frederick Banting intended that this should be available to anyone who needed it. Big Pharma have been coming under increasing pressure in recent years to reduce the cost of insulin. And this, of course, is going to impact on their profits. In response, they've developed a new range of drugs for treating type 2 diabetes and these have recently been approved for use in New Zealand. One of these drugs is a GLP-1 receptor agonist. So GLP-1 is an enzyme that tells our pancreas to make more insulin. When we become insulin resistant, this enzyme can't do its job properly. So these drugs increase GLP-1 and force the pancreas, pancreas to make more insulin. This does lower our blood sugar for a little while, but unfortunately it has the same side effects of too much insulin. And these side effects include damage to blood vessels, hormone imbalances, increased pain and inflammation, increased risk of dementia, some types of cancers and continued weight gain. There's also concern that these drugs may increase pancreatitis, pancreatic cancer, and thyroid cancer. And there are studies underway now investigating this. 
The other class of new drugs are called SGLT1 and SGLT2 inhibitors. Essentially, these stop the glucose from getting into the bloodstream from the small intestine, or they transport the glucose into our urine so we can pee it out. Unfortunately, this isn't what the body is designed to do. And therefore, these drugs have some pretty serious side effects. These include diarrhea, urinary tract infections, bladder infections, ketoacidosis, and there is some evidence they may increase the risk of bladder cancer. Again, this is currently under investigation. I think it's such a shame that we manage a lifestyle disease with drugs. It's unfortunate that so many doctors are still unaware that type 2 diabetes is a disease of insulin resistance, not a disease of high blood sugar. High blood sugar is the symptom, not the cause. And sadly, most doctors are still treating the blood sugars with drugs because there's no drug available to reduce insulin resistance. Instead of priority, prioritizing lifestyle changes, stronger and stronger drugs are prescribed and eventually they will stop working. And how many times do we see on the news someone who has gone blind or had a leg amputated, finally making some dietary changes and saying, I wish I'd done this years ago. It is such a tragedy that so many New Zealanders are losing their limbs to type 2 diabetes. The most effective solution to improving insulin resistance is controlling carbohydrate intake. Adding in some muscle building exercise is also helpful, but the first most important step is to reduce those carbs eat a nutrient-dense diet, and give your body a chance to heal. Over recent months, I've been seeing some crazy high HbA1c and blood glucose results. The optimal HbA1c range is between 32 to 36 millimoles per litre. I'm regularly seeing levels up to 115. This is uncontrolled type 2 diabetes. This is happening despite the cocktail of medications that people are taking. I just get so frustrated that people aren't told type 2 diabetes is reversible. It's not a life sentence. We could diagnose diabetes 10, 15 or even 20 years earlier if insulin and other markers were considered in the diagnostic criteria. Our doctors and the Ministry of Health refuse to do this, despite all the scientific evidence that is out there. This is negligent, and I think we should be doing a lot better. Instead, all we ever hear is that we need better and stronger drugs. Well, I hope the politicians are happy, because that wish has come true. The drug companies have gallantly come to our rescue. We now have better, more effective drugs to control those blood sugars. But at what cost to our health? If you've been diagnosed as a pre-diabetic or diabetic, there's a lot you can do to turn this around. You aren't doomed to a life of drugs and disease progression.
If you're suffering from weight gain, brain fog, gut issues, pain, inflammation, hormonal imbalances, you might benefit from a functional blood chemistry analysis. This will give you insight into your nutritional status, your metabolic health, and how well the other systems of your body are functioning. And once you have these insights, then you have the motiva motivation and the knowledge to know what to do to turn it around. If you would like a, my PDF on understanding functional blood chemistry analysis, just click the link in the show notes and we'll get that sent to your inbox. If you have type 2 diabetes or know someone who does, there are a lot of resources on my YouTube channel, Susan Birch, The Health Detective, to help you with this. So go and check them out. And you can also check out my interviews with Professor Ben Bickman, Dr. Ken Berry, and Dr. James Mukey, who are experts in metabolic health and weight loss. And those interviews just provide you with a wealth of information about turning around those conditions. Don't forget, the Health Detective podcast is now available on all your podcast apps. And many thanks for watching. And don't forget to like and share. Thank you.